For those that just turned on their television and say, what's he ranting about now? I went to the local high school league and said, I want to give a free pizza to the MVP of every game all year long. And the league said, no, we can't because that's not fair to the other sports in our program. I'm like, I don't care about the other sports. Come on, man. The football players, they're the ones that get all the chicks. They're the cool guys. That's who I want. I don't want to sponsor the swim team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to Hour 2 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. Things are great here. I hope they are with you as you see the winds getting up here in South Florida, but that beats the rain. Uh, What's it like in Toronto, Moose? What is the weather report there from the center of the universe? How's it looking? Sunny. Looks pretty good. Um, It's warming up, so that's a good thing. We've had a couple of cold cold days the last uh, three or four, but it's warming up. Nice. We're on Game Plus Television, anchored out of Toronto. We're on WQEE Radio in Atlanta. We are produced out of IKS Media in Rahina, Saskatchewan. And uh, we're all over the place. And my dad used to say, and I miss him a lot, James W. Peterson. He said, I could listen to the rain all night. But I hate that effing wind. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I never forgot that. Right? What? Poor guy. Poor guy. Because, like, they talk about on the West Coast in Vancouver, it's foggy 250 days of the year. So if you don't like the fog and you don't like the rain, it's not going to be a lot of fun. Well, in Saskatchewan and on the prairies, it's a windy 250 days of the year. So if you don't like the sound of the wind, it's a tough place to live. Yeah, well, the sailing people will tell you that it's only windy one day a week. The sailing people will tell you that in Saskatchewan because I've interviewed sailors. Believe it or not, they have them. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you've ever heard of the last Saskatchewan pirate. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to bring my head around. You know, hour two is where I just take the off ramp to crazy town because there's a lot of topics on the table and for those that have just tuned in for hour two we covered all of last night's nhl action last hour so the flames fans have called into are writing in to rejoice the jets fans are writing in to say uh, hey their team played great and the, they'll get them in the home opener or get them next time the audience was asking what serena's take was on the oilers getting bombed 8-1 in vancouver and i had it wrong i thought that she would take it in stride and say uh, that's not them i actually texted her in the break because she's out of town she's not around i said what the audience wants to know your take on the Oilers getting hammered 8-1 in Vancouver last night. And uh, Darren, it was a lot of F-bombs and things that I can't say <laughs> on the air. She's So I guess I shouldn't speak for her. I try not to on a daily well, basis, and she's very upset. Yeah, I knew she would be upset this morning. So I sent her a uh, what I thought was a pretty funny Instagram reel. You know how you DM those to people? So I, I saw one was funny. Yeah. I sent it to her. I sent it to you too. But I sent it to her and I thought that was she needed that today. Oiler fans very angry today. Um, Jay in Winnipeg says, Sunny and plus six in Peg City. You wish you were here? Yeah. Jeff, the Stamps fan... Uh, writing in, we got it. We're going to spend some time here on the Canadian Football League. I'm going to map out tonight's or this hour, and it's going to be tonight's games in the National Hockey League. Uh, some Canadian Football League talk, Week 19, and AJ Jakubic joining us later this hour. He's the voice of the Ottawa Red Blacks, Ottawa Senators pre and post game show host, voice of the 67s and the Ottawa Furies. So he's like Mr. Ottawa Sports. If that doesn't grab you. Or get you excited, turn turn it off. Go away. And before we get to week 19, week 19 of the CFL, and as I said, I'm not wearing the crown and the cape today for Bet Regal's uh, deal or no deal. I'll wear it tomorrow where we go deep into the NFL week six. But I do want to talk about this. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in. Thank you, Jeff. He says the story of the CFL today is twofold and both off the field. Number one, Edmonton Elks are closing the upper bowl next season. And number two, 
massive increase in Rough Riders season ticket prices. And I'll spend a minute on it, but not a lot, because I do want to focus on what's going on on the field. But I will say I can't believe the amount of discussion generated about them tarping off the upper decks of a 60,000-seat stadium in Edmonton. And why I can't believe that is, why do you care so much? If you haven't paid attention for pretty much the last two years, they could have played Elks home games in Clark Stadium, which is across the parking lot. And Darren, you know that's right. They don't need the upper deck. So why does everybody have an opinion on this? I don't... uh, I don't like to talk about officiating, and I'm over-talking about attendance because I say this about various markets. If all the people that bitched about the attendance actually bought a ticket and went to games, we wouldn't have to talk about it. So before we move on to that other second topic, uh, I'm surprised at how much people care about Edmonton tarping off their upper deck. You? I know. I know. Um, I am too, and I see it. I see all the discussion. Part of it is people just want to, I don't know, complain a little bit. And people just want to tell you that you're not doing your job or be like, why aren't you thinking about this? Why aren't you thinking about that? And, you know, point fingers at the management and try and bring them down a little bit. It's an unenviable position for ownership and management and game day staff to be in, um, in any league and in any team, because you want to create the best atmosphere. So they think, Tarp off the upper deck, make the lower bowl packed. It will make the atmosphere better. On television, it will look better. Um, there's a lot of things that will be great about it. And they're probably right. People get upset because they think, well, what about the season ticket holders? Because we know um, those first few rows in the second deck between the 40s, some of the best seats in the house. Some people would choose those over being down in the lower bowl and being on the 20-yard line. Um, but guess what? You can't have it both ways. Not everybody can win. You can't always have the best situation. So the only way to get what you want is to sell out the lower bowl so that they open up the upper bowl. More people go to the game, you'll be able to sit on the 50-yard line in the first you know, five rows of the upper deck and have what you want. So you can't please everybody. They're going to do what's best for the organization as a whole. Yeah, well, that's what they did in B.C. That's what they are doing in B.C. with the B.C. Lions. And incidentally, the interim president of the Edmonton Elks is Rick Lawlisher, who just came from the B.C. Lions. So I'm kind of over-talking about it because mismanagement, historically bad mismanagement in Edmonton, has put them in this bind that they could play their games at Clark Stadium where the junior teams play. And that's not the current regime's fault. Everybody got fired for that. The coach, the general manager, the team president, they burnt it to the ground. And did you think it was going to come back overnight? That's one. And two, the, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders increasing their ticket prices by what I'm seeing, 20%. I don't really want to talk about it because there's nothing that I could say that would be remotely positive. If you need any more evidence that the executive and top echelon of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are completely out to lunch, there's, there's your evidence. And just so you know, the historically bad management in Edmonton that's got them where they are now, that's what's going on in Saskatchewan. So until they make a change and purge everybody that's making these asinine decisions there, it's only going to get worse. So before we move on to the games, do you have, like, it's very clear to me. What I say last hour, Darren, I see things before everybody else and everybody calls me crazy. And then what I say comes to fruition and nobody comes back and apologizes and goes, yeah, you were right. Like, I mean, nobody. But I'm used to it. I don't get upset about it anymore. When you talk about everybody's upset and bitching on social media, you don't see me bitching about anything. What you see me talking about is how great life is and how grateful I am for it. And for God's sakes, look around. But that's just me. Your thoughts on the riders raising ticket prices before we talk about stuff that actually matters. 
I'm with you. Like, there's not, not much you can say. You can't, not much, there's nothing you can say that's positive or supportive of this. Um, people aren't showing up to the stadium. It's unfortunate. Um, raising ticket prices, I'm not exactly sure what that's going to accomplish. Um, I really don't know. You know, we were having the conversation here last night about the Leafs game because the atmosphere is so bad and social media took over um, talking about how bad it was. It felt like a preseason game. felt like game, game one of a season that you're going to miss the playoffs. No energy, no excitement. And we all know it's the suits that go and the overpriced tickets. Um, real fans don't get to go to games as much. I understand that. And what do you do if you're a MLSE? You're not going to slash the ticket prices or do anything like that because you're making money and the building's full. So it's really difficult. Um, but if I'm, you know, the riders, I'm probably making tickets dirt cheap and trying to get more fans in the building that can afford it and um, create a little more buzz. It happened in junior hockey. The Saskatoon Blades were always called the library, the, the arena there in Saskatoon. What have they done? It's $40 now in Saskatoon for a family of four to go to a game. Two adults, two kids for 40 bucks. Atmosphere, way better. It's All way right. louder. Okay. They're getting more fans. Ah. And the opposite's happening in Regina, where they're raising the ticket prices and squeezing out the families, right? I mean, at some point, the experience for the fan and the in-building it's atmosphere has to be taken. Oh, my God. Of course it is. Thank you. So you got to take you, that into BW consideration. In Edmonton. Thank you, BW Edmonton, for pointing out 111. Visualize a positive outcome to your current tough times. Just visualize it turning out right in the way you would like it to. And believe it or not, it works. Yes. We're living proof. Um, Janice writes in. She says, you're 100% right about the riders, Rod. Thank you, Janie. I appreciate the support, but I know I'm right. But thank you. You're a great person. But I know that I'm right about that. How about that? Eh, well, <laughs> we got some good stuff coming in from the audience. Really good stuff. But can I just say this? Of course I can. It's my show. <laughs> I heard you and producer Clark talking about the poor atmosphere in the arena. I'm not saying you two were saying it was bad. You were talking about people saying that it was bad. Yeah. Um, wakey, wakey, Toronto. You won the freaking game. <laughs> You're sick in the head. You're sick in the head. <laughs> Try this for 24 hours. I, I had to learn this in recovery. Uh, and it, it, I, I learned a lot of things, as you know. And you didn't know me before. I think Janice did. I wasn't somebody you wanted to know. But now I am. And... I'll say this to the sports fans. Instead of crapping all over everything on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, or even in your own telling everybody how much your life sucks, go a day pointing out how much, what you liked about things, what you liked about that Leaf game last night, what you liked about the presentation on TV. And, for the, you know, and, and in the recovery world, this is the sobriety thing, but just turning your life around, spend a day just being nice. Hold a door open for somebody. Get a gift card for that mechanic, like Mike, like I did. My mechanic here, because he always looks after me. I pull in with my Jeep, he drops everything and looks after me. And it's not because I was the voice of the Rough Riders for 20 years, because guess what? He don't give a shit. He doesn't even know who the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are, okay? So just spend a day being nice and thinking about what you liked and see what that does for your life. Ryan in Toronto, here's me freaking out about my computer now. She goes, I think this counts as a spontaneous Rod's rant. Uh, but that's, uh, my life is so much better because I've stopped listening to everybody and largely turned my phone off. I didn't know this was a thing in Toronto last night because I saw your team came back and won. I didn't even know that it was a thing. People are upset about the atmosphere. I'll say it again. You're sick in the head. And furthermore... Hi, Darren. Who are you writing? You. Um, I know. I'm. A, I know. I'm on a rant here. I'm on. I'm on a roll. I'm teasing you. Just taking notes. I am honestly okay. Teasing. I'm just taking notes. 
Randolph in Toronto says Rod's a great believer in the power of positivity. Yes, because I've lived it. I've lived it. So I know that it works. And you're making notes, so thank you for that. Um, but here's what's awesome for me. I got, a, I got a twofer tonight. I told you that I was limiting my sports attending to one event a week because there's so much going on in South Florida. But I got three tonight. Three tonight. I got my club meeting at the Yard House Sports Bar. The guys are all getting together. That's at 545. I could tell you more about all those guys, but I'll stop. We talked about the price of tickets, and they said the best where families go, FAU football, because you can get in there for $17 a game. Florida Atlantic University, Tom Herman's Owls. That's where the families go, because it's $17, Darren, for big-time college football. Then I'm going to Cardinal Gibbons High School to watch the first half, because my guy, Matt DeBuck, the head coach, he's like, you haven't been in our games lately. I said, you're always on the road. He goes, well, we're home Thursday night. That's how I talk with me and my friends as you know. So I'm going to go for a half, and then I'm going to the Florida Panthers watch party at the Funky Buddha Brewery, and I'm meeting Andrew Ember, the public address announcer of the Panthers, to watch the game with him. Triple header. I could not be happier. I'm not thinking about what sucks in my life. Try it. We'll be right back. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Love. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contour design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. The RP Show continues your favorite daytime sports talk show. And boy, we got him fired up, Moose. I'm here in the South Florida studio. The Moose is in the Toronto studio. And before we jump into the actual sports talk, I, I, I think Moose, they're enjoying this. Uh, Jim watching in Balgoni writes and he says, Comment of the year comes from Moose. People like to complain. Unquote. Oh, boy. <laughs> Loving another great show, RP crew. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Jim and Bell going. You jump in at any time if you have comments along these. Uh, regarding the upper deck in Edmonton being shut down, Jason in Winnipeg writes in and he says, I love seating in the upper deck at IG fee, uh, IGF, IG Field, but totally understand the Elks tarping, tarping it off. That saves the team a ton of money on staff. It would change back as soon as ticket sales go back up. People need to shut up and put some money down on the team. Thank you, Jason. As I, well, Winnipeg was awful for years. And look where they, winning helps. Winning helps. <laughs> Brian in Hudson Bay writes in and he says, Rod for president of the Riders. Sorry, Brian. I don't want it. <laughs> And uh, I can't afford the pay cut. Hank writes in. 
not Henry Burris. Hank Hearspink is the name in Regina. And he says, riders don't need to raise ticket prices. Improve the team performance by hiring Ken Austin as president, and he'll hire the right people under him. Yeah, because Ken's going to leave Auburn. And the million dollars a year that he makes, U.S., as the offensive coordinator of the Auburn Tigers in the SEC. You guys, you don't got to leave the vacuum, but can you at least look outside the vacuum that is Ryderville? They're like Leaf fans, Moose. <laughs> they're like Leaf fans. It's all like, they're like yeah. Leaf fans. And if, I mean, we'll just leave it there. Yeah, can you blame them? I mean, sometimes you just got to accept what, what it is, right? And they think everybody you know. wants to be there, period. Yeah. I'm sorry. We will get to the NHL games tonight. It's opening night for a lot of teams. Philadelphia Flyers at the Blue Jackets, the New York Rangers at the Sabres. And we got to play Detroit, deal or no New deal. Jersey. We're going to, that's next. Thank you for the reminder, though. Wow. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I did it. Way to go. Yeah. St. Louis Blues proud. at the Dallas Stars. Florida Panthers at the Minnesota Wild. The Kraken at the Predators. And as mentioned earlier, the Golden Knights at San Jose. But we're going to play. Let me try that again. Let's get it going, Moose. Let me get my timer. We got to get this done inside two minutes. As you know. Here we go. We're playing Deal or No Deal. Canadian Football League edition for our exclusive and official betting partner, Bet Regal. I'll give the point spreads for Week 19 CFL games. Darren will decide whether he wants to take the bet or not. And it opens Friday night with the BC Lions at the Hamilton Tiger Cats. The Lions are favored by 3.5 at Deal or No Deal uh, at Bet Regal. Deal or No Deal by you. I'll take the Lions in this one. Deal. Uh, I'm not, man. The tie Cats are on a heater. Didn't you notice? No deal here. They no are. deal for you. <laughs> Sask at Calgary Friday night. Stampeders favored by 3.5. Deal or no deal? You got a deal from me there, too. I just don't th- see things turning around in an instant for Saskatchewan. No deal from me. Saskatchewan's going to Calgary to win. You All heard right. it here first. Saturday, Montreal's at Edmonton. The Alouettes are favored by two, and they can clinch second with a win at Edmonton. Al's favored by two. Deal or no deal? Um, toughest one for me of the week. I'll go no deal. I think Edmonton's playing with pride. Okay. Everybody's picking Edmonton. Not me. Have you heard of Cody Fajardo? Death, taxes, and Fajardo winning. It's what you can count on. Montreal and Ottawa at Toronto. The Argos favored by five. Deal or no deal? You got a deal for me there. I think the Argos will uh, win by a touchdown. Yeah, I got that one too. So there you go. Sign up and get playing today at betregal.ca. Just spend a minute on this. Those CFL games, because the people wrote in, uh, they love the CFL talk here. They don't get it anywhere else. Nobody talks more CFL than us. The game of the week, it ain't even close, is Sask at Calgary. And um, Calgary's coming back off a bye. I've read all the previews and stuff. Stats, numbers, coming off bye weeks, all that is, that's analytics in a way. But what's your gut telling you? What, what are you thinking? Like Calgary feels like they can come back from a bye and change everything. And in week 19, like when I say change everything, like let's forget what happened till now. Maybe you can do that. You basically said you think Calgary's going to win it. Is that going to be a whole new team coming back for Calgary after the bye? Is that what you think? Well, I think, geez, you, you put some really good perspective on this because you got two, you know, teams and two fan bases that are sitting there being like we have to turn this around we have to find a way to flip this around and i guess at the end of the day i have more trust that calgary can do it than saskatchewan right now i think that's just how bad things have gotten you know in sask and that's too bad um i think if i had to choose 
I had to lean Calgary, but I mean, I don't know which of these teams really is going to turn it around, if either. Like, is one team just going to like back their way into a win this week? I'm not really sure. I, I don't know if, if either team's going to step up and actually win this game rather than one team lose the game worse than the other, if that makes any sense at all. I, I just, so oh, I, yeah. I just lean Calgary. You're far better at this than me. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Calgary doesn't have to be a whole new team to beat the Riders, Rod. Shouldn't take much. Well, for Calgary's sake, I hope they don't have that attitude. Now, it isn't the National Football League where there are no easy games. And, man, the more that I'm around here in Miami, I'm learning a lot about the NFL. I can kind of see why guys come to the CFL that are of quality, coaches and players, they, they don't want any part of this. There's too much pressure, too much, too much, just too much, too much is the NFL. I was telling somebody this uh, yesterday. I'm like, I like where my association with the NFL, it's arm's length away. You know, I don't want to know more. I don't want to know what's in the sausage. I just want to eat the sausage. I don't want to know how you made the sausage. You know what I mean? Because I got a feeling yes. that I wouldn't want to know how you made the sausage. You know? That's right. Uh, ja, what do we got here? Ted and Red Deer. He says, in the old days, Calgary and Sask would be a sellout. I doubt that will happen this year. Again, I'm past the attendance talk. That ain't what we do here. When do you ever turn on the television and hear them talking about attendance for NHL games, NFL games, MLB games? Why is that a CFL thing? It is. I, I think I know why. It's, an, it's the intimacy of the league, and the fans love it, and they all feel this worry right i uh, that 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 yeah. is my it's the intimacy of the cfl the fans they care that much whereas i don't think they care with those other major leagues just like a family right it's like a family yeah where they'll you know a family member will call you up and be like are you eating i think you need to eat more you're looking a little thin yeah. rod you need to eat you know um i think you need to do that and it's not critical i think it's just you're right. They care. They want to help the league. They want everybody to pull up their socks together. And and I like you said the intimacy of the league and the fan base. It's unique. Ted and Red, you're regarding the way last segment ended. He said uh, a positivity rant. You only get that on this show. Regarding Ken Austin coming back to run the Rough Riders, Janice says, ha, 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 Kent isn't going anywhere close to Sask. That's a fact. And they probably really should examine how they treat people there. But that's on deaf ears. Boy, Janice has got a lot of very interesting comments here, and good ones. Like she says, NHL attendance at Arizona is the only talk for that league. Correct. Yet... They ain't going anywhere, the Coyotes. Um, oh, complete U-turn, off-ramp here, off-roading in the time I have left with you, and we have enough here. Serena brought this up the other day. We're talking about Bedard, who incidentally, folks, we've got an hour and 31 minutes of the show, have not talked about Kana Bedard scoring last night. Oh, I guess we did, didn't we? Because I said Bedard's the only one scoring. He's got PTSD. Never mind. Yes. <laughs> Where am I? Back, I, I know, right? <laughs> What's with this kid? Anyways, Serena goes, if you need any more evidence, the NHL fixed the draft lottery. This is it. She goes, they could, the rink isn't big enough in Arizona to sell tickets to watch Bedard. They didn't want him in Arizona. She says they fixed the lottery for Chicago to win it. Back to that NFL thing where I said, I don't want to know. That's similar here. Knowing too much got me fired from my last job. So I'd rather not know if they fix this lottery or not. To, to, to take it one step further, I'd rather just bah, 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 live in la-la land and pretend that, as my brother says, the cowboy, live in a world of pixie dust, unicorns. <laughs> Actually, it's rainbows and unicorn piss. Yeah. Let's live in that world. I don't want to yeah. know that they might fix the draft lottery. 
in the NHL. You? What do you think? So this isn't an opinion, but I'm just going to put something out into the world. Isn't, is it sports or is the NHL a business? Because if it's a business. What do you think? So, but if it's a business and putting a player in one team over another is good for business, then why wouldn't they do that? Right? It's good for business. Business is going to be better. Right? I mean, you heard it here first, everybody. Darren DuPont says the NHL rigged the draft lottery. Write it down. But at the same time, you've got, what is it, 30 individual businesses around the National Hockey League. Each team's its own business. So, I mean, there's that, too. And you and you screwed your other businesses by not putting them there. Um, so I get there's that. And, and they're all partners. At the end of the day, I don't think that there's rigging going on with the draft lottery. Um, I, I think you'd have other fan bases that would be too upset, like Anaheim, Arizona, Columbus. They'd be so upset that it, that it would get out at somewhere. TMZ finds the most small thread, pulls on it, and blows things up. I just don't think there's rigging going on. I literally... I don't believe that they do, but maybe that's just because I don't want to believe that they do. Yeah. Which is okay a whole other... That's a whole other TED Talk. That's a whole other show. Uh, I.E., I'll say this. People that have been told that they have cancer, people that have been told that they have HIV, they go into a mode where their their brain refuses to believe it. I've seen it. I've lived it with friends, family. They just, they refuse to acknowledge what's the truth. It's a brain malfunction. You know what I mean? Uh, So I am voluntarily saying I have a brain malfunction. I don't want to acknowledge the NHL might rig the draft lottery. And what's so wrong with that? What? That I don't want to believe it? Yeah, what's so wrong with that? If you want to bury your head in the sand and believe that it's sunny when it's raining and it puts you in a better mood and it doesn't affect anybody else and it makes you happy, what's so bad about that? That part's true. That part's true, but not accepting the truth historically is not a good thing. That's right. If we agree. that's the case here. Okay, Darren, great show. See you later. You bet. We're going to Ottawa next. AJ Jakubik joins us, and it's going to be fantastic. I know it. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Away we roll in the guest segment of Hour 2 of the RP Show. Michael Bunting scored in his first game of the Carolina Hurricanes. Tevu Taravainen and Jordan Stahl also scored for the Hurricanes in a 5-3 victory over the Ottawa Senators. Freddie Anderson made... 27 saves. Matthew Joseph had a first period goal for the Sens. Parker Kelly and Tim Stutzla teamed up for a two-goal burst that tied it at three early in the third. A.J. Jakubik, of course, was all over it. He joins us from TSN 1200 Ottawa. And uh, we may talk about the football team, A.J. We may not. (laughs) But let's let's talk about the Sens game. Like a a penalty? Can I decline? <laughs> I know it's tough, man. I feel I really feel for you. What's the mood in Ottawa? You knew it was going to be tough going into Carolina, probably the best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think it's probably 50-50 excitement about this team, about the season, about ownership, about uh, just this era of hockey that is uh, is about to be here for the Ottawa Senators uh, for the next decade with uh, you know a lot of the 
best players from Jake Sanderson to Brady Kachuk to Tim Stutzla sign long term. That's 50% of it. And then the other 50% is concern about similar issues from, from last year to defensive zone coverage. I mean, they played probably the best team in the East in Carolina. So it's, it's a tough test right out of the gate. But I, I think there's a lot of concern, and rightfully so, about their cap situation and how it was, I, I think, mismanaged in, in the offseason. You've got other teams around the league. There, there's no doubt. They weren't the only team dressing uh, 17 skaters and, and two goaltenders last night. Um, we, we've seen it, I think, at four or five different places around the league already. So the, the fact that the, the cap has been flat has affected a lot of different teams. But Ottawa's the only team in that situation and with an unsigned restricted free agent that's out of the lineup. And Shane Pinto is probably going to command two, two and a half million somewhere in that vicinity. So not only are they short, but they have to get rid of somebody to make room for Shane Pinto, which is problematic. And this should have been dealt with in the offseason. Are you still doing sentence pre and post game on the radio? Uh, probably not this year. We'll wait and see. Maybe a few, but uh, it's mostly football, basketball, soccer, and host in the afternoon show, but certainly still connected to the team and still, you know, paying attention to all 82 games. Okay, okay, cool. Well, listen, with your veteranship of that radio station, you should be able to do what you want, and it sounds like you are. <laughs> um, do they have the right coach and general manager with the Senators in your mind? Let's be real about it. So it is a great question, and that's the question that we've been hearing for a long time. I mean, Pierre Dorian's been here for a long time. I mean, he was the architect of the team in 2016-17 that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So he's been here for all six seasons that they missed the playoffs. DJ Smith has been here for four of those seasons. Um, and... and not often you get that type of opportunity, especially both GM and head coach. So it's a unique situation. Uh, general manager, I, I think, I, I feel like the writing's on the wall for him, quite frankly. Um, Steve Steos brought in as uh, president of hockey operations, and you have to think that he eventually is going to pick his own people. But in the meantime, giving Pierre Dorian a chance, and, and I think that's fair. But when you come in and, and the first impression you get is of a mismanaged cap situation, they've never had to deal with this before because basically they haven't been spending to the cap. But now all of a sudden, okay, I get it. You had a bunch of players that you had to sign. Like, why did they go out and sign Vladimir Tarasenko in the offseason? That to me is the big question. He was a ghost last night. And I get it. It's just one game out of 82. But all of a sudden, if you take that contract out of there, you could make some room for Shane Pinto. And yeah, you would have been able to dress maybe a Yuri Smakel who looked excellent in, in training camp, a uh, 26 year old uh, rookie that, that's uh, played the last few years in Europe and uh, looked good for the Czechs in the World Championship. So they did not ice their best roster last night. And to me, that's on the general manager. So he absolutely should be feeling heat when you're talking about six years out of the playoffs and the situation they're in. Uh, yeah. With the head coach, okay. DJ Smith. I'm sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. I want to stop you there. I want to stop you there. <laughs> Let's talk about something more fun. Sorry to cut you okay. off, but we got to get, I, you know, I got to get to the football too. But Dave yeah, Sullivan, yeah. longtime friend of mine, is watching in White City, Sask, and he writes in on the EMJ Marketing text line. He says, Hey, Rod, Connor Bedard needs someone to play with. He needs his Malkin. Hall and Donato are not going to make him shine. Listen. Your thoughts on Connor Bedard, a goal and an assist so far in two games for Chicago, one in each game. I said a point of game guy. They're not going to be great, but eventually they probably will be with him uh, in the lineup. He'll be a career Blackhawk. What do you think about the current and the future, Chicago and Bedard? I mean, what a special player. I don't think I'm saying anything that, uh, uh, that people haven't been saying, and certainly it's a pretty obvious thing to, to say, but just... His shot's incredible. The way he can create um, create chances for himself, I, I think, uh, it, it is fascinating to watch. I didn't see any of the game last night. I was watching the Sands and Canes, but certainly watched the entirety of that game against the Penguins and was just – it's very rare I find myself in a game, and I get it. It's game one, but I just found myself wanting to watch 
isolation of Connor Bedard and so impressed with what I've seen and just everything he's done, whether it's on the ice, whether how he's handled things off the ice, he's a special talent, special player. I mean, I, I think they already went out and got, you know, some some veterans in Hall and Felino and uh, some of the other guys that they brought in in the offseason, Corey Perry, to help insulate him and, and help him out. But this is going to be about the future. So I, I think he's going to be just fine with the group that they have. And, yeah, they're not going to win a ton of games this year. I don't think they're actually – I think they're going to be bottom 10, but I don't actually think they're going to be bottom five. I think he's got the right coach there, and the, the fact that they brought in those veterans are going to help. So, yeah, I mean, in the long run, yeah, you want to see Bedard play with – some of the top players in the game, that's going to come. But in the meantime, I think it's a good situation for him in the short term as well. Pittsburgh missed the Penguins' Sid's first year, and Edmonton was awful for years with McDavid before they figured out what to do with him. So, And lastly, on the Red Blacks, I don't know what to say. I felt your pain when I was on your show. What's the answer? Man, they're upset, and I don't blame them up there. Yeah, it's disappointing. I I think they have to do a top to bottom review of everything in the off season. And and look, I'm I'm a believer. I look at Sean Burke and Brendan Tamman and Bob Dice and Kahari Jones and Travis Moore and Baron Miles and all these people in the organization top to bottom and they're they're all good football people. And for whatever reason something's not working. And the last two weeks like 4 and 10 was disappointing for sure, especially because they let so many games get away. Uh, so many close games that you could say they coulda, woulda, shoulda. But you are what your record says you are, as Bill Parcells uh, famously said. Uh, in the meantime, the last two weeks have been unacceptable. Pathetic, as far as I'm concerned. I want to see a response. Don Brennan went out in post-media and ripped them and said, even question if Bob Dice should be back and if Sean Burke should be back. and. I, you know what? They haven't had somebody. Don Brennan's been mainly a hockey reporter in this city uh, uh, for the last few years, and, and he's been around for decades in this market. I, I actually think they needed somebody to kind of light a fire under them. And I hope everyone, from the players to the coaches to, to everyone, read that article and, and got pissed off about it and said, you know what? We're going to shove it up his rear end because the last couple of weeks, they've been awful, and it's been unacceptable for this fan base. Uh, to, to see what we saw the last couple of weeks. So I'm hoping, look, they're playing in Toronto this week. I give them no chance of winning this game. But they better be competitive. They better show some pride because the last two weeks just haven't been good enough on every level. As your dad says, he always brings it. That's you, AJ. <laughs> you, you brighten my day. Good to see you, brother. Uh, let's catch up soon. Sounds good, Roddy. Take care. The great A.J. Jakubik, the voices you can tell of the Red Blacks, TSN Ottawa Radio. We'll be back with overtime right after this. Live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. It's overtime, proudly brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary. It looks like everybody's getting on over there to 28th Street Northeast in Cowtown to check them out. But have you? Where skill and fun collide, an amusement park for hockey players. That's what I call it. Fantastic for team outings, team buildings, staff parties, office parties, family gatherings, of course. Overtime Hockey Lanes. Just imagine shooting pucks all night long. Maybe it's not for everybody, but it's for me. Overtime Hockey Lanes, thanks for your fantastic sponsorship of the show. And by the way, Serena has just texted me. She is in Texas, but she's watching right now. So if you have any messages for her, um, fire them at me right now. And the reason I bring that up is earlier they were asking her thoughts on the Oilers getting hammered last night, 8-1 in Vancouver. And her response, her response was a string of F-bombs. So... <laughs> Uh, oh no! 
Wiki wiki, Edmonton, the season started. Apparently, Edmonton's going to have to actually try. Breaking news to the orders. Uh, 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 uh. Ted in Red Deer writes in, he says, I love it when the RP show brings in guys or girls like AJ, and you get a deep dive into a different market. Great work, AJ and RP show. Well, let's not forget that I think Ottawa was like our third highest city for viewership. So I'm cognizant of the Eastern Canadian audience, trust me, and the Americans that love the hockey talk. Um, Allie in Texas writes in, she says, great show as always. Have a great day, everyone. And Jeff Gordon, the guy that asked the question, wanted her thoughts. He says, LOL, I figured she would have some good comments. I'll say it again, fortuitous bump here for the Cats and Bolts podcast. If you like Serena's hot takes, go watch that. It's 40 minutes of it every week. <laughs> Jen at the Four Seasons says they got caught in their own end. Oh, they got caught in their own oil slick. That game was horrifying. Well... God knows we're all in trouble if I'm the voice for a reason, but it's just one game. It's the first game. Vancouver isn't going to be anything this year. So, again, losses aren't necessarily a bad thing. I know that's hard to believe, but losses aren't a bad thing. I guess as I look at the poll question today for Key Auto Group, and by the way, at the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. We got what's America's game of the week in the National Football League. And I probably should put a, put a little more than 30 seconds thought into the uh, options. I was just scrolling the score app today. And the games that I came out with were Colts and Jaguars. And it's an AFC South battle. I mean, any divisional battle is big. That was one. Vikings, Bears, NFC North, New England at Las Vegas, and yes, I'm driving the bus to get Bill Belichick fired. I'm that much of a Tom Brady fan. And Philadelphia at the New York Jets, and that, those aren't divisional games, but, and the Eagles and Jets is leading for Key Auto Group. But somebody wrote in and said, nah, it's 4-1 Detroit Lions at the 3-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should have looked at it a little closer. A couple of great NFC teams, and I'm obviously cheering for Baker Mayfield. He's my guy. I don't understand why people don't see the same things that I see in Baker Mayfield, but that's also fine. It would be a very boring world if we all saw things the same way. It'll never happen. So that's probably the game of the week. I blew that one. Lions and Buccaneers. But here's one for you, and I get these things, these voices in my head. And it's, listen, it's not as crazy as it sounds. But I saw this graphic on ESPN the other day. Jerry Jones feels Dak Prescott's the guy to take them, the Cowboys, to the Super Bowl. And I'm like, what, driving the team bus? I'm serious. The only way Dak Prescott is taking the Dallas Cowboys to the Super Bowl is if he's driving the bus. And that one just popped into my head. I didn't steal that from anybody. Before, before I jump into a sports update here, Ryan is watching in upstate New York. He says, I listened to AJ's call last Saturday afternoon, and I could feel the despair in his voice every time the Red Blacks made a mistake. Hopefully there are better days ahead in Ottawa. I've been there, and it sucks. Uh, sports update. 20-year-old defenseman Owen Power has a new seven-year, $58 million contract extension with the Buffalo Sabres. The deal was reached Wednesday ahead of tonight's home opener with the New York Rangers. Earlier this week, the Sabres signed Swedish blue liner Rasmus Dahlin to an eight-year, $88 million deal. How about that? The Sabres. How about that? Kevin Adams, the gentleman. Yeah, Kevin Adams, the GM, thinking, sinking a lot of money into the blue line. Defense wins championships. 
The Philadelphia Phillies can advance to the NLCS for the second straight season with a win over the Braves tonight. The Phillies took a 2-1 series lead as Bryce Harper hit two home runs in the 10-2 victory. The winner goes on to play the Arizona Diamondbacks. This sports update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company in Calgary. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five. Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Uh, we love so much our Calgary partnerships and friendships, and uh, can't wait to be back. Hey, Kevin the Medium has checked in. He says, Vancouver will make the playoffs. Take it to the bank. Can we submit Kevin for a drug test? Because that's what I think it's going to take. Cowboys Chargers for me, eh? Yeah, that's Monday night, Randy. That's because you're a Chargers fan. See you tomorrow, Football Friday, right here. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins. And little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.